What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. (laughs) Know when to run. You never count your money. (laughs) When you're sitting at the table, there'll be enough time to count this when the deal is done that's all we're talking about on today's episode y'all some of you motherfuckers just don't know when enough's enough when to call it quits yep let's talk about you sons of bitches There's something about hearing you try and talk country, taking a classic Southern staple song. Just feels a little bit like cultural appropriation right now. I don't give a fuck what it's called. (laughs) Appropriation, recreation, subjugation. (laughs) You ain't country. I don't have to be country to be able to sing a good song. That's my heritage, right? I'm not not trying to be a culture vulture. Okay, I'm not... (laughs) <laughs> if I start making money off, classic, off, off yeah, if if, if a dude named DJ I can buy this, start making money off classic country music. Okay, you, we might have a point, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but till then, <laughs> you safe, safe for now. It's safe for now. Oh so, look, man, that was this, so funny though. I love that. I'm glad you liked it. Glad you liked it. I, I'm frustrated. When are you not? I'm always frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret like, that's my superpower angry always angry Deji how do you do it I'm always frustrated <laughs> people always piss me off <laughs> that's how I do this like we're watching and I'm not trying to make us sound old or dated but Deal or No Deal is a show that was on TV when I was a teenager watching TV, right? Like we're it was going one old of those. school. Okay, all the way back to Deal or No Deal. Yes, yes, yes. That's where we're starting. All today. right, I'm with you. Okay, and it's all these people. The premise of the show is they bring you on to win a million dollars, but you got to open some cases. Uh huh. It's all luck. At all the end luck. of the day, the game is a game of probability and chance yeah you're that's all the chicken. game is it's it's playing chicken with life and a, whole, a, a, million, a million dollars, dollars. <laughs> okay so every time when they open enough boxes on the show mm-hmm. and they offer them a sum a, an amount of money yeah call it oh you know what the banker is offering you two hundred thousand uh-huh. There's a point when I've done the math in my head of and probability, probability and I'm like, this is the reward. exit. Yeah. This is where you get the fuck out. I get playing the game, but when I'm looking on the board, the million's gone. It's all math. I mean, this is why even the it's casinos in Vegas have special rules that people who are really good at math can't come in because if you know math, you can cheat and win so much right. money. So let because me, let me, even, let me. even pro- chance and luck has probability factors yes. to it. Thank you for adding that because that came about 10 minutes too early. In 10 minutes, what Sarah just said, if you listen to the last episode. I have faith in their intelligence. I think they got it. In 10 minutes, you're going to get where this is going. Okay. You, you'll understand what she just Take said. Take home, baby. Give, give them the 10-minute spiel to help them understand <laughs> now what just I just summed up in two seconds. Now we're just going but all time. right. 
So I look at these people and I'm I'm like, okay, this is where you get out. The, you've knocked out the million. You've mm-hmm. opened the box with the million. Seven fifty is gone. The the highest amount you have on the board is five hundred, but you still have like fifteen of these low numbers to the left. Yeah, those with no deal or no deal will appreciate where I'm going. Yeah. So when they offer you two hundred thousand, and probability is you have a one out of twenty chance of opening the box with the five hundred, mm-hmm. this is the exit you take. Yeah, you're, this, this is, this is the highway gets, of yeah. life, and life is. And after this, turn you your just blinker on, turn the exit on, but now. This is where I get pissed because these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. these hopeful motherfuckers who they believe. They always have faith. I always have faith. Oh, like, I believe. I like know. Deal. I how, got it. Howie's like, deal. My luck is finally turning around. Howie's like, Howie Mendel's the host. Like, deal or no deal. And they're like, I have faith that this is my time. I got mm-hmm. faith that God got me. Always, I always believe. Like, I'm such a good person. I'm Heart a, is working. I want to do this for my family. I believe. Karma yeah. is coming my way. I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. I, I believe. No deal. And then I tap my hand like these motherfuckers, these hopeful, faithful motherfuckers okay. with belief. Why are you looking at me like when you say hopeful motherfucker? You the look you just gave me. You hopeful <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this is you right now I'm talking to you. <laughs> God damn, that was so pointed. <laughs> I was trying to be, but when they defy all logic, uh-huh. all reason, all mathematical probability, He's still looking at chuck me. that out the window. I'm not looking at you. You're giving me that side eye. I'm not trying to accuse you. <laughs> I'm like I'm talking talk, talk about the show. This is why I get frustrated okay. with these people. Uh-huh. Who lose money because they no deal. They open up the next box. They knock out the five hundred thousand. So now the most you can make is like twenty five thousand, right? But they just offered you two hundred thousand. You said no to, and then they act shocked, like oh, oh, but I had faith. I believed. Yeah, I and believed they're walking it. out with like five grand, and then they walk around, and 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 these people are devastated and yeah. distraught. Again. In the conversations I want to have with God. <laughs> We're not but having conversations with God. Leave God out of it. Questions I'm going to ask. Of it no, no, I said I was going to do this for the last episode. Questions uh, I'm asking. Uh-huh. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Faith and belief just make you defy all logic. But anyway, I'm going to get off deal, deal or no deal because it's so dated. Most don't even <laughs> understand what I'm talking about. Where you're about. going from. But the basic point is... Well, like I said, I mean, so deal or no deal is essentially a luck gambling game, but there is some strategy you can play, but you can't really know. It's all randomized. So anything randomized like that, it's a gamble, right? It's a risk. And in the casinos, in in Vegas, like I said, gambling is something that people can come in and do and and make real money at and, and really succeed. But but those people aren't allowed to play. The people who and know when to when to hold, when to fold, when to walk away, who have the math run, down, right? Like, who have the math down? Like this is my entry point. This mm-hmm. is my exit. Life don't want those fuckers playing because they're not fun to play with. Life no. don't enjoy playing. House with them. wants to win. 
Yes. House wants to win. But it, it's just such a funny, because it applies in so many spectrums. Like the, playing the stocks is a risk. It's a gamble. But there are strategies that make it where it's like a sure thing, really. Okay, so here's so an like, example. So you know how to do the math. It's really not a gamble. Yes. But the key to all of these things, all of these gambles, the deal or no deal, um, like playing in Vegas or the stocks, it, it's all about knowing what your entry point is and what your exit point is, which again, know when to hold and when to fold them. Essentially, what is what is the point in which it makes sense for you to get into this? And what is the point where it would make sense for you to get out? And then block and everything else out. And you can even apply this to relationships or jobs or friendships. Like, anyways, keep going. Tell them a little bit more no, <laughs> before no, no, I no. get on the right No, no, no. You're on the right track. So an example would be like the last stock we just bought, right? So okay. we just put like yeah, tell them about okay. that. That's a great example. I'm, I'm not gonna tell the name of the stock because I don't want people to think that I'm giving stock advice. No, we're not trying to do that. But we were thinking, ah, you know what? Ah, about fifty eight thousand. You know, let's let's put that towards. You know, this is at, this is on sale. This is a company yeah. that you have to do the math first though and show your work. Right. So, so we looked at it. It was sitting at an all time low. It was sitting at IPO lows. So, so you want to look at when you're let's let's break this down more, um, and and I'll I'll break it down because I may have a more simplistic knowledge of this, and then you can go in high level and fill in any gaps okay. that I leave. Right. So, when you're looking at a potential stock, if anyone's ever interested in financial investments, first thing you want to do is look at the general lows of the company, especially within the last year, several years, um, and that helps you identify your entry point where you're comfortable or where you'd ideally like say the market tanks the next day where you would love to get in right it's a sweet deal at this it's a price. sweet deal at this price if it gets anywhere close to that a dollar less goes lower dollar, i don't yeah. care exactly that entry point for me was already a sweet deal it's a sweet deal so yeah if your entry level that you're comfortable with is say 15 dollars and it goes as low as 13, but you bought at 15. You're not sad about that. I mean, you're like, oh, man, it would have been nice to know. But you can't know, right? No so one just, can know. You are happy with your entry point. And then on the flip side, you have to look at the highs. Uh, look at where it generally trends, like the middle ground that averages. And then that's where you want to identify your exit point. You don't want to be looking at like, I hope it gets to this point. The right? roller customer may go higher, but you know yeah. what? Comfortable getting off on the tenth floor. Exactly. Like if 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 the and if there's not enough margin, this is where you have to evaluate the risk because if your entry point and your exit point are very close then it 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 really doesn't make sense as far as the margin of the stock to invest in it. So okay. you have to make sure you have a large enough mar margin that when you cash out, brand itself the company. Because if it's something like the company itself has uh, shown that they have not been honest with their tax returns or their, like all that stuff that went down with Nikola. Yeah, that was a structural problem. Yeah, that was there's no return that, that from that. That was a bad investment model. for anyone anyway, who invested in so that company. Let's get off the investment. Oh, I, man, I, this is fun. <laughs> we never get to get out You can tell Sarah don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Oh, <laughs> fuck kidding. you. <laughs> I worked hard to learn this shit. I know it's rudimentary, know. but. No, 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 no. You did good. You did good. Uh, hey, hey, hey. You did good. You did good. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. But I'm still I, learning. I'm, I'm still learning. But the point is, when you under, when you know how to do the math, 
when you know how to add it up, it's very scientific and it's very point A to point B, protect your margin. And and there is a system you can use and it's not perfect. There'll be times when you're going to be, you're going to get into a company and, and be stuck. But as long as it's a company that you know where your exit point is and you have the time to wait, then you can see that come back and and exit at a good point. Sorry, I'm being boring now. I'm gonna get off my I'm gonna get off my geek rant. I'm just when a geek is excited, they actually learn in math and philosophy. <laughs> That's why. Uh. So yeah, you know, it was very. I understood. Mm-hmm. This is the price. It it's never been this low. Not even when the economy took a downturn back in March. Yeah, this is where it's traded at. Either way, I I knew my entry point. I knew my exit point because I had done the math. We knew yeah. the probabilities. We've assessed the risk. But I know not everyone works that way, and these moments are not so cut and dry. Where well, you can't always do the research. You know, like you can't always look up the information. Well, I don't think you do. And I like, okay, so we go back to the deal or no deal example. Uh-huh. And we'll use more examples that are relevant that we've talked about. But like with deal or no deal, it's looking at the board and mm-hmm. going, okay, I've knocked out all the big high paying numbers. Yeah. 200,000 is the offer. Could I make more? Yes. But there's just two, I, the probability is not in my favor. Mm-hmm. The math is not in my favor to risk the 200000 So, yes, there is a chance of stroke luck yeah. that I get more. But by any reasonable measure, <laughs> 200000 is a good exit point. Mm-hmm. It is 200000 That's another thing. It's $200,000 more than what I came in here with. These people be acting like they were already like rich before they came into the shows. <laughs> So to me, that is fucking common sense, knowing when to get out. But at the, this is the the moment when I think rational mind should kick in. Yeah. No, that's when the irrational mind kick in because the next thing that comes out of these people's mat is you know what? I I believe I've, I'm I'm going to win the million dollars because. God loves me because you know I'm a good person, because I've fed the poor, because <laughs> I've given my time to charity, because I work yeah. two jobs, because I'm a single mom. All these reasons is like, this is the moment you've decided, perception being a bitch. I'm this special. Is, your life has come to this one moment just because you had a fucking game show. This is God's moment Destiny for you. Destiny got your back. <laughs> Uh, I, destiny got your back <laughs> God, my back is funnier than god got my back <laughs> i don't welcome. know it but this is the moment where these people if, if faith kicks in and i'm like in the moment that happens i put my my forehead in my arm like ah. but it's, a, it's a false faith it's a false faith because it's um the whole point of the deal or no deal is how much faith do you really have? If you, all of the people get up there and they say, I think this, this truck, my truck has the million dollars in it. That's where they selected it, right? I think my case is the one with the million dollars. And as much as they quote unquote believe that, 
all of them end up folding at some point when they realize the board is stacked against them and the likelihood is hey some of them have that, that paradigm don't. shift when they should and they still walk away with a lot of money and some have it well, too my late. point is no matter what they have to believe that they really don't they have to know oh, deep okay. down <laughs> that they probably don't to even take that deal if there was true faith there if they really they wouldn't matter they what would the board to the said end. it didn't matter how good the offer was because they would go all the way because they believe they, because they believed the it but they don't which is why they always sell out <laughs> <laughs> they really don't <laughs> they really don't even though they say they deep do. down deep down <laughs> they know their little pieces of shit the economy the world destiny don't got them but in that moment they want to believe moment, they want to believe. they want to believe that they're that, special that, that, that destiny got their back <laughs> Oh, Lord, that was but funny. see, that's why they're not taking it logically. Like you and I from the outside, for one, we're not desperate for the money. For two, we're not the one in that pressure moment with everything going on loud around them. I don't them think and any external forces like our savings habits or whatever play any role here. I'm saying just in the heat of the <laughs> moment, common sense. <laughs> but you're, you're thinking they have to be rational and have common sense, which when you're desperate, when you're broke... You're not thinking rationally. You're you're desperate, so you're put in a state to not think I don't, logically. Okay, okay, let's think about the guy who was, oh, I work two jobs. The guy from New Jersey, remember him? <laughs> I work two jobs. I firefight. I give my time, <laughs> blah, blah. They ask his friends and his family about him. They're like, oh, he's such a great guy. He's such the a, best man. He's the best man. He's the best man. No one in the world is more deserving of this. That's some arrogance, than right? This shit. <laughs> and I'm like, the arrogance to make such a claim. No one is Do, more worthy. Yeah, no one is more worthy than my shithead uncle. <laughs> but let's move past that let's move past the arrogance of that statement they keep going faith belief i'm like so by that mindset they're like oh so we are here for the million it's it's why else would god have us here if it's not for the million and i'm looking at these people like okay you know even if you walked away with fifty thousand, you still did all right you still did by all accounts, this is probably more than you walked in with. Yeah. But so, again, I'm going to get off my rant here. You, you're on one on the d- deal or I'm, no I'm deal. 50 I love it. Because we are watching it now with no yeah. commercials, and I'm watching it at a point in my life when maybe I'm a little smarter. Now, now <laughs> you're not just seeing it for the entertainment value. Yes, you're yes. seeing it for the logical aspect of for, it. For the life-changing moment it is. Ah. But but your own... But, so but again, th- hold like, on, hold on. When we say perception is a bitch, the same shit you believe, you're not able to recognize the moments when it's the same thing fucking you over. Yeah. The same faith, the same belief, the same, you know, I'm special that may have gotten you through hard times in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize that it's the very thing that's about to cost you a lot of money because yep. you're not able to rationally see and go, you know what? Maybe God don't got my back. Maybe the universe is not looking out he for don't, me. Bruh. He Maybe don't, Maybe I'm here by accident and this 200000 just take the shit If you just understood run. the probability don't start trying and the to risk. Yeah. with the banker. So, You've already won the odds by being here. This is a once in a lifetime shit. 
So we're going to take a quick break real quick. We've talked about how you need an entry point and an exit point That's in Sarah the stocks. Saying I've been ranting too much. You, you went on a little bit of rant. I'm trying to like sober us up a little bit and get back to the point. Sober up a little bit. Uh, you ain't been ranting too. It's just me. Just it's you. just me. I never rant. What are you talking it's about? It's just me. What are you talking Perception. about? Perception. It's just me. Y'all hear that? I elaborate. I don't rant. You hear that? I you elaborate. She, you elaborate. Okay. Okay. I proliferate. <laughs> I debate. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, so we talked about how you can see this in gambling and stocks and in the deal or no deal game, um, where if you just understood your entry and exit point, if you understood the math, then you'd know the right time to get in out and if when to take a risk. Math. Risk not, is all an illusion of here. perception and understanding you're in and you're out. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to try and get some coffee, sober him up a little bit. And then we're going to talk about how you see this in relationships and in business. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. Welcome back, happy people. Are you okay? Is I'm, you fine. Good? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. <laughs> worry about your damn self. I got you, boo. I got you. Okay, so how else do you see these moments where faith and belief just make people throw all logic out the goddamn window? They don't window? know their entry and their exit. They haven't done the math. So I, I see this one a lot in two other places, and we'll we'll talk about business first. We can leave relationships to the end because that one might get You're a little, the expert. a little heavy. That, that's where you have domain expertise. In I'm not involved in that conversation. In the relationship? In the You're relationship. not part of that? No. Nope, nope, no domain expertise. <laughs> I don't know how that would work since we end this together. Nah, but. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> I'm just where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Minding my business. Minding my business. <laughs> Following orders. Uh, okay, so let's start with uh, uh, business. Okay. Then we'll leave, we'll leave the relationship bomb alone. To the experts. <laughs> um, so with business, you see this a lot. And I feel like this is important to talk about in the just current environment right now with COVID because I feel like a lot of people who are really suffering right now, especially, are people who didn't know their entry and their exit points, right? Yep. So any business person worth their salt, when they're starting up a business, they should be creating a business plan. This is one of the things that most small um, early starters, business people, really fuck shit up 
because they either don't write a business plan or they don't understand their business plan or they don't understand like the margins and the actual math like they did their business plan incorrectly, right? So this is where most people like succeed or fail right off the off the bat. An expert could look at your business plan and and know really whether you're going to succeed or you're not. You're dead on arrival. The business yeah. plan made no sense. It's why on like if you all any of y'all watch Shark Tank, they can walk in and they can pick through these guys and almost just great product, but the business know. model sucks. Yep, they can instantly know whether their margins make sense, whether their equity makes sense, the way that their business system has operating and, and their their quality of life going forward, whether they can scale this. They know instantly, okay, this is a hobby. This is a piece of shit. This is a ringer. Let's, this is a flyer. Like They know what each type of investment is. And, and it's because they understand the injury and extra points. They understand the math of that business. So a lot of people right now with COVID they're having uh, this obviously unforeseen, not their fault blip that's come up on the map. And they're having to try and adjust their business plans on the fly to account for this. So yes, a lot of businesses will suffer unfairly from this. But what I, I think a lot of people aren't doing the marathon is since they haven't known their entry and their exit points thus far, they're kind of flubbing it right now they don't even know if this is something that they need to stick out or if they should fold because i know there were a lot of businesses that if they actually had done the math they should have folded like last year right before even all this covid mess started but because like, they were like stubborn these, these movie theater people who keep believing that people for some weird back. reason just want to come back to that shitty cinemax experience that i want to get back into your shitty seats that hurt my back the entire mm-hmm. movie Gum the, cold, the cold popcorn the kid at the back of the movie theater kicking. yelling and yep. kicking that makes me like okay i want to you i'm giddy about getting back to this shitty experience when we could just lay on the couch and, and I, I remember I remember when I was, this was three months ago, you and I were driving and I had this fucking epiphany. I had to call one of my friends. I was like, man, you do you see how genius is shit? These movie theaters. For the, I don't for know the, why you thought this was an epiphany. I thought this was, this was an epiphany to me. So these movie theaters, mm-hmm. okay, they thought that Netflix and Hulu and the streaming platforms were their competition. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Little did they know that the 75 inch TV from Samsung was the death of the movie industry, not Netflix, not Hulu, not HBO special. It was mega TVs, mega TVs with the home studio, the home sound system that gives me the movie theater experience Mm -hmm. that I'm going to get in in the theater without the COVID exposure, the shitty, you know, the walking out in the cold to my car. Can I have licorice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it it just blew my mind. I'm like, the enemy they never saw coming. Yeah. Right? Like, some, they may still not see it coming. They may still... I you mean, know, you... Because, I, like... You Net- and I were talking about how we, we really, like, go into these movie theater experiences, usually not because we enjoy the movie theater or we're really looking for a night out. It's like... It's the excitement at seeing Wonder Woman on opening day. we would usually go with matinees day. and stuff. Yeah. We would go to, like, the off time so we could get it cheap and... Uh, it was 
it was more like we just didn't want to have to wait another six months to see the new movie that everyone else is seeing that impatience more or less. And now if we can like satisfy that impatience, still see the movie as soon as everyone else is seeing it, but we don't have to go through all the expense and the hassle of driving over there, getting a ticket, sitting in the, the, the line and everything. It's having to rush to the bathroom without being able to pause when you need to yeah. pee. Like, Without like, all that shit, yeah. Because think about gravy. it, watching Netflix or Hulu mm-hmm. on on a black and white TV or, mm-hmm. or a twenty five inch plasma, like that's not a, a great pla- viewing that's not experience. a great viewing experience for you. Yeah, you know. So it's def- the platform is useless if the TV that puts out the output isn't top notch. Yeah. So when you have Samsung, um, LG, Roku. When they start, like, if you had told Cinemac that their competition was Roku or huh. Sony, they would have said this to you, we're not in the same business. Yeah. And perception would have been a fucking bitch. Because they think they're in because the they could not have entertainment, been, not the yeah, software. Yeah, oh, Roku is in the software, electronic, they mm-hmm. sell TVs. We're in the family experience business. Yeah. It's not the same business model. I mean, so a lot of these smart motherfuckers could not even see the competition coming. They could not see the enemy that was already present. Yeah. And there's probably still executives at Cinemac and all these other companies who still don't understand who their fucking competition is. They're still thinking it's Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> I ain't watching that shit if the TV's shitty. Yeah, we gotta, gotta get a good TV. Somebody get For this sure. to the CEO of Cinema. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Your little rants. <laughs> I don't know. Per- be sh- Perception is a bitch. And the shit that is so obvious, I'm like, <laughs> there are smart people uh, paid to... Anyway, I digress. Oh goodness, but yeah, like businesses during this COVID, like um, I'm I worked in a fitness space and I kind of ran this little boutique fitness and, you know, I it's it's such a funny thing because I'm looking at the the business itself and it's such an unsound business model. Margins are terrible. Turnovers terrible. Um, it's it's high labor in the sense of just like the the overall the management. Customer acquisition cost customer is, acquisition out, is outweighs horrible. the revenue you collect. Think about it. It costs you more to acquire the customer than what you gain from the and customer over a course business, of a year. Yeah. Like okay, ah shit. It's it's a very expensive business with very low margins, and so, um, uh, it's. It's one of those things that I would look at and I would hear people like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy one. I'm, I want to invest in this. I'm, I'm oh, I want to own my own gym one day. Yeah, like, oh, I, I could do this. I want to own my own. Maybe I'll invest in this. And I'm just, everything in me cringes because I know the math. And I'm like, this is not a good investment. This is not a good bet. Well, think about and, think about the guy whose dream it was to open up a gym or a restaurant. And yeah. I, I know we were just talking about somebody like this. They open it in 20... 19 mm-hmm. right before the pandemic hits yeah and then they've dream they've all that pandemic hits the landscape changes Shit, yeah. on how people experience fitness mm-hmm. it's no longer going to a gym it's their workouts at home it's their peloton you've just sunk your dream into what is now the past <laughs> right didn't that happen that we were talking about that um so apparently 
the investors in a couple of the Warner Brother movies that are coming out in the, in the near future uh, are trying to sue Hulu. Be, no, no, no. Let, let me backtrack. No, no. AT&T, yes. Yeah, they're okay. trying to sue so, AT&T. So the investors of Wonder Woman. No, it wasn't Wonder it was, Woman. Okay. That's why I didn't say Wonder Woman. Gotcha. Okay. So scrap that. Scrap that. Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that. I didn't understand the story. But probably the investors for that one too. But I was, as far as what I had read and like Basically, what I was Basically, they don't want was, these uh, movies going straight to the consumer through yeah. these streaming platforms because they can't monetize the, anything the from the, from the box funds. office They're anymore. losing right. all of that uh, box that's office. That's what that's about. Yeah, metrics yep. and stuff. And it's... so. What what AT and T is doing through Hulu or HBO Max? Through I mean, HBO sorry, Max. HBO Max. They are um, offering all of the new movies as, as soon as they're hitting theaters. They're putting them on Straight HBO, to HBO Max. Max, so you can stream the them theater. the same day that they're in theater. Mom and, and Dad don't great. have to spend a hundred yeah. bucks for four tickets or you the shitty popcorn. Buy one popcorn. subscription to HBO Max, and you're done. You're done. And you got the movie for they and got, they're doing they, this for the whole year. They got everyone. We talked about this yeah. five years ago. We were having this conversation and I'm gonna remind you now, okay. five years too early. And some <laughs> platforms tried it where you said, Deji, wouldn't it be nice if we just paid a monthly subscription? Yeah. To just be able to go to the movie theater and see unlimited movies. Mm-hmm. You even said that, you know, about twenty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right, because if you think about it, we go see a movie a month, we'll spend 20 on a ticket, so I pay that per month for the opportunity to go watch more movies. Now, mm-hmm. I got to go. We talked about this. We didn't realize at the time. The that world's heading to a subscription The model world was already headed into a subscription. It just looked different, than what, looked were, different yeah. than what we anticipated. Because now we will subscribe $6.99 to Hulu, $6.99 <laughs> to HBO Max. So we can get all these movies. $15.99 or whatever it is now on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. We're all in like 50 bucks on subscription. We're mm-hmm. paying three times more. Which just, is funny because if you asked us personally, would you spend like 50, 60 bucks a month on entertainment? We, we would have said no. no. But we are just paying it $10, $15 but at a time. But yet we understood that this needed, going to the movies needed a subscription yeah. model. It just didn't happen the way we thought it was. We yeah. thought Cinemac was going to like, oh. Change it, how they, yeah. yes. We didn't know somebody else's kind of thing. Perception's yeah. a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And um, I'm even thinking about, so this is a little off topic on the business thing, but like, Remember how we uh, almost bought that small business in our college town? Yeah, that and, that restaurant. Mm-hmm. This this would have been our first big. We were really trying to look early on, and we were still figuring out the financial things. But we almost bought this business. But luckily, you and I know how to again read the entry and the exit point, and we were able to I look did. at that I business. Did. I did. You didn't understand it. I I did as soon as I read it with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, again, you're you're more of a financial person than I am, but I understand A plus B equals C. Like okay, I, I can okay, read them. Okay, too. okay, okay. <laughs> but a lot of people would have looked at what we looked at, and, and we saw the numbers and understood that hey, this is where it is. It's where it is. Some people who's just hopeful would look at that and say, oh, it's because of management, or it's because of um, or the old have said, owners. Oh, it's my dream I can to turn own a restaurant. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll be the one my who... My passion, my love My passion for this. will force this through, will see this yeah. through. So they, 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 they defy all logic mm-hmm. the moment they start... that they, dream. The moment they start saying shit like I... The moment you start saying things like, I believe mm-hmm. and I, I have deserve. faith. Yeah. 
If yes. you find yourself saying those two words, when you have to rationalize, you this, are not being rational. No. You have you have jumped logic out the like, fucking window. Honestly, like this, it should be a, a lot of these moves. Like it should be an IQ test where it's like you're more of an idiot not to do it than to do it and take the risk. Like. If if I if I said you have no risk to pick one of these boxes and it be a million dollars, there's no risk to that. But if I give you a million dollars and then say, hey, do you want to gamble, roll this pair of dice and, and put all these risks in front yeah, of you? You might get twice as much or you might lose the million altogether. Well, so I know that. this is not a game about getting a million. This yeah. is a game about getting about as chance. much as I can. Yeah. In whatever life will allow me, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just scrambling pickup right now. Exactly. So you, don't you know. and I can make a reinterpretation and go, okay, this is not deal or no deal, win a million. This is deal or no deal, this lose, a de- million. lose a million, lose a million. But that that's business. Shit like that just come to me, come to us, common, common sense. sense. And it's rare, really, how how um, uncommon common sense is. And and just so to pair this all the way over, like I said earlier, it applies to relationships as well. If you know when to get in and when to get out, what your risk factors are, then it makes kind of judging that relationship and understanding it a lot easier. Like, it, again, it should be common sense being in a relationship like this makes sense for for our life. But I do think that there are like some points where you kind of need to know before then, right? Like you need to know, like before you have kids. You, I get you. You're I looking you. at me funny, like no, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm just make sure you're not throwing subliminals. You know, you got to know when you want to have the kids. <laughs> no, 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 not when you want to have them. I'm saying you need to know about the relationship. Like there are milestones where you, if you're gonna get out, it should kind of like get out before the kids. Or if you're gonna get out, the kids is too late, and you're gonna get out with the kids. Like get out before you've I've gotten already, to like age forty. Right. I've already like, told you if we have a daughter and she's like, oh, dad. dad what quality should I be looking for in a man or dad? You know, I want I, mean, I want a man like you know how girls fantasize mm-hmm. the guys that was like, honey, look, fuck all that, mm-hmm. fuck all that. If you ain't got that money, I'm not interested in his personality. <laughs> well, yeah, like a lot of that's that's another part of it is like. If you're meeting someone if, if, who's if you just 50, like, 60 oh, we, years we, old. We love each other and we'll figure this. If 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 hope is the strategy, that's not a strategy, honey. Hope is not a strategy. Faith like, is not a strategy. It, I believe is not a strategy. In relationships, everyone has a few non-negotiables, like things that they really have to have and a, and a partner to be happy. And I think everyone gets caught up on like the loyalty and commitment factor of relationships and saying, oh, we just need to be here no matter what. And that's not true. Like we have our own lives too. And everyone, like you should not be forced to live a miserable life because the person you were with didn't provide you certain things that you needed in life. And I'm not talking like being shallow and just like giving up on a person or not seeing them through thick and thin. I'm talking about like, you're with someone who uh, it, you've been together your whole life. Now they're 50, 60 um, years old and they still have no financial plan. They're they're not trying. They're not working on anything. It's just say la vie. 
And you've always kind of held each other to that promise of like, we'll have a future together, right? We're going to, so you're carrying your end of things and they're not carrying theirs. At that you point, have two very different ideas of what the future needs to look like. Yeah, like you, you can't keep making excuses for people who don't want to put action behind their words and don't want to live up to certain expectations. And I feel like people need to know where their limit is. And for different people, it's different things. Like for some people, it, w- it would be having a kid. And if they found out, for example, like you've been on the fence on the kid thing for a while. And I've been on the fence for the kid thing for a while. So the good thing is we're both in the same part here. But say I was 100% adamant, the type of person, like I have to have a kid to be happy. And we've been together 12 years and you were still on that like, I'm not sure face. You got to know when to hold and when to fold. I, shit or get off the away. pot, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Know when to run and leave this motherfucker alone. <laughs> right? Like at, at some point, like if I'm getting to like 30 years old and you're kind of still in that, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You're 30. Like at that point, I'd have to really start thinking I have limited time left. I know what I need and want to be happy out of life. I want kids. I want to have family. I'm saying this hypothetically. I'm not saying this as me. But if I was that person, I would need to leave you. And it would be the only fair thing to do. It would actually be more unfair of me to stay with you knowing and there's a great chance. Hard. That is hard to do. We're it's, talking about. It's hard to even explain this without some people hearing it and thinking we're being cold blooded and saying like, oh, you're shallow. You don't really love each other then. It's like you can love someone and understand they still can't provide you ultimately and the life and the happiness and you're looking for. walk away, right? Like, yeah, because you're making their life miserable too because now, now you would be miserable feeling like you're denying me the one thing I want. We'll both become more bitter towards each the other. The most humane thing to do is to walk away. And actually like walk away while you still have a chance to fix it and do something about it. So like if you felt like if I like for example financially like finance is a huge part of, of who you are in the sense of like you always knew part of your identity was making sure you were financially secure. The economic stability of my family. You needed my immediate that. Family. That was a hundred percent part of who you are and how you identify life. And if I was the type of person to come in like a spouse that would spend all your money, that that would, we would never not support you in two. savings, you would have to leave me. And it would be the only kind thing you could do because the misery and then the defeat you would feel being married to someone who couldn't support your path, it would it would make it would destroy both of you. Right. So. It's it's knowing when to let go of a career. When you've mm-hmm. been in a career too long in a field that that no longer favors you. Or a business you, that's not a business, o- operating but, but, but you say, oh, you know what? I have faith. I have Just belief. Just keep putting more money into I'm this hopeful. bad investment. Right. That was that was the premise of Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, actually, that was a really good the movie. The guy knew two years ago that the business wasn't going anywhere. But you know what? I have faith. I have mm-hmm. belief. I hope like God's on my side. God got me, <laughs> you know, like this. <laughs> He's got me. Right? Destiny has me. Right. Nope. When, when you find yourself in these type of conversations with yourself, perception is being a fucking bitch. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you will get your podcast from. 
Uh, if you'd like to share a moment or a time where perception was a bitch in your life, maybe you didn't know when to hold, didn't know when to fold, <laughs> didn't know when to walk away. I, I love your little country. You're sitting there counting your money at the table when they can still rob you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Send us a voice recording at piabpodcast.com at gmail.com or shoot us a message. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time.